Oh boy, we're getting into it today. My friend Aaron shared his concerns about finding safe spaces in the church and in faith communities, and we explore the struggle of following uh, beloved Christian leaders without knowing their stances on LGBTQIA plus issues. This is going to be a time of growth and acceptance and love as we challenge beliefs and explore the intersection of safety versus agreement. <laughs> Whoa, here we go. Welcome to Doing the Best We Can with Eddie Hoffholtz. We, we hope, hope you enjoy the show. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Eve and Lucy, and thank you for being here on a brand new episode of Doing the Best We Can with Eddie Koffeltz. Uh, My name is Eddie. Oh my gosh, what a week it has been. We'll talk maybe a little bit more about that later during the kind of abbreviated free skate. But if you are new to the show, welcome. This is a show where I uh, write every week in a newsletter. You can subscribe to that. I write in the newsletter just things I'm thinking about. For this couple of weeks, I have kind of turned the newsletter into an advice column. Advice is a little lofty. I don't propose to have advice, but I get to think about what people are asking and respond to them, and it is a privilege to do that. I don't know if I'm ever going to stop doing it. I love the advice column. I just I feel right writing the advice column format. Anyhow, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. We've got a uh, really thoughtful question from a friend named Aaron. He said I could use his real name, uh, but I got a question from him, and I get to consider it, and hopefully it makes sense to you. So uh, that is what this show is. It starts the newsletter. It starts with sort of some of my thoughts and meanderings. Some of them are very serious. Some of them are very ridiculous. Today, I think, would be a little bit more on the serious side, and then we get to we get to podcast together in this live format. So you're going to hear me stammer and stumble. It is because I just stop writing, start recording, and off we go. And hopefully this kind of allows us to have less of a, a veil between each other and just makes this the most authentic, honest experience we can have. With that, let's get into Aaron's question and my best attempt at an answer. Also, make sure you stick around for the free skate. I have a huge favor to ask you. It's not like sales. It's just like a real favor. Okay. <laughs> that was a terrible pitch for it. All right, here we go. Issue 20, no, 39. Agreement versus safety. Aaron writes, Eddie, I hope this email finds you well. I've been listening to your podcast for years. Between you and Review, New Activist, Annie and Eddie Keep Talking, and finally here. I appreciate the way you approach faith and spirituality and your openness into real vulnerability. You've shared many topics that I've related well to and have given me better understanding and allowed me to deep dive into deeper thinking for myself. In my own transparency, I wanted to ask a question that I've been wrestling with. I'm a gay Christian who was able to come out in 2020. Right now, there aren't many safe spaces for myself in regards to to the church and places, people of faith. We've all seen the news these days, and honestly, it's scary going into Pride Month, wondering how much pride I may show without facing risk to my mental and physical safety because of the backlash we're seeing. My question for you, though... I'm struggling with continuing to follow beloved Christian leaders, authors, speakers, etc. without knowing their stance on homosexuality and LGBTQIA plus individuals in the church community. The, quote, hate the sin, love the sinner rhetoric is old and harmful. I'm not sure if it's appropriate to ask these leaders for clarity or if it's better to respect their privacy. I like to feel that maybe that you may be a safe place to ask this question to. Could you provide some advice on how to go about this? Aaron. 
First, Aaron, congratulations. The fact that you were, quote, able to come out in 2020 is a reality loaded with, I'm sure, some complex highs and lows. But you did it. I hope the people in your orbit celebrated you and embraced your brave commitment to truth. And while I'm three years late to the Aaron party, I hope you feel my genuine joy and relief that the world gets to know the fullness of you. Also, 2020, a wild year to come out, right? Like, did you do it in a Zoom call between washing your groceries and catching up on Tiger King? Obviously, that was a weak topical comedy, weak topical attempted comedy. But thank you, in reality, for being truthful and then letting us into your story now. To your questions. I need to, as I so enjoy doing, talk about myself for a moment. Given your kind awareness of places I've podcasted in the past, you may know that I am white, cisgender, male, and straight, among many other labels. For the rest of this article, we'll just use the code word Romney to shorthand that list. By the way, did you all see that Romney Hot Dog Day video on his Twitter account? It's unbelievable. Anyhow, we'll use the word Romney to shorthand the list. And because I'm a Romney, I'm poorly equipped to even understand your shoes, much less walk in them. I can't empathize with you in so many ways. I've never had to come out as straight, which is kind of unfair, right? I've never had to watch my pronouns when talking about relationships, and my churches and places of employment have always graciously loved my plus one. Furthermore, I've never even considered asking friends or podcasters which thinkers, writers, and theologians are, quote, safe, because they're all safe for me, generally speaking. The American machine, i.e. government, church, news, basic human rights, the economy, etc., all of it, was created for Romneys by Romneys. And so... Aaron, as someone who is part of the problem, it's me. Hi. Yet has also been gifted your listenership and inquiry. I have to ask, how did we get here together? I mean, Aaron, what do you really know about me? Here's what I know you don't know. You don't know my LGBTQIA plus theology. You don't know if I'd perform your wedding, and you don't know if I give to people or causes that actively empower or discredit you. And you don't know if I've made mistakes in the past that have hurt people. And I know you don't know this because I'm keenly aware that everything I say into a microphone reflects my beliefs and the organizations I represent. Yet here I am, getting to be the recipient of your trust and curiosity. How did I get to be so lucky? Well, let's start by looking at a picture I drew for you. I was going to design a graphic, but then I remembered I really don't know how to do that. So from my legal pad to you. Okay, podcast listeners, uh, go check out the newsletter or go to eddiecoffelds.com to see the picture, but it's not hard to visualize. So basically, it's a square broken into four equal quadrants. In each one of those quadrants is a little picture. I'll describe the picture in a second. But on the left side of the square... The quadrants are labeled agree or disagree. And then on the bottom, they're labeled unsafe or safe. So basically, I'm trying to draw like these little pictures to correspond with someone that may be agree, may be like agree and unsafe, agree with and safe, disagree and unsafe, disagree and safe. It'll make more sense in a second, but that's the picture. Okay, back to the question. Aaron, this is how I approach figuring out what vo- viewpoints I'll allow to influence me. On the top right heart quadrant, there are people who are both safe and with whom I agree. In my world, these people are the ones who, when I say something, are yesing before I finish the sentence. These are the folks who mostly share my views and with whom I can speak freely without feeling or being judged. 
Of course, because I'm a Romney, I'm pretty much never judged, but I can live in this quadrant represented by the little heart, watch news created by and for this quadrant, and generally feel pretty good. The pros of this quadrant, it's safe and affirming. The cons, my heart people are usually an echo chamber, bouncing back my already set beliefs. I don't get better, smarter, or challenged by this quadrant of folks. My heart just feels good. And you know what? Sometimes feeling good is enough. On the bottom right, represented by a question mark, are the people I feel safe around, but may or may not agree with on certain things. These are the people whom I try my hardest to learn from, especially when we disagree on something. These people value me as a human above any differences in opinions we may have. I'd say that most people I know fall into this category. In fact, most of my closest friends are very safe, but we don't agree on some pretty core issues. On the bottom left quadrant, the no quadrant, so there's like a no symbol in there, like the, the thing in front of the Ghostbuster ghost. It's like big no. Uh, no quadrant. We have people who are both unsafe and with whom we disagree. There's a lot of nuance here. Uh, excuse me. There's not a lot of nuance here with these people. Danger. Keep away. When you, Aaron, talk about the beautiful celebration of Pride Month, the bottom left quadranters remind you that there's a real threat against your mental and physical well-being. Sure, these people are still worth the dignity of humanity and all of that, but please, leave these January Sixers to me and my fellow Romneys. We'll work on them while you stay safe. Finally, there's the top left quadrant, and it's represented by the saddest, most poorly drawn unicorn. And before you ask, yes, you are free to use that unicorn for a tattoo. Please, please do. <laughs> please. But to our conversation, the top left people are a bit of a mystery, and I'm not sure that they even exist. Can you really agree with someone who is fundamentally unsafe? I suppose there could be a scenario that like an activist type outs you publicly for something you said in private, making them both unsafe and someone you agree with. But their methodology would then be something you don't agree with. So I don't want to waste space on this. I don't know that these people exist. They are unicorns to me. But correct me if I'm wrong. Back to you. Aaron, as I've been considering the words that you wrote, quote, right now, there aren't many safe spaces for myself in regard to the church and places people of faith. And then you followed up with, I'm struggling with continuing to follow beloved Christian leaders, authors, speakers, etc., without knowing their stance on homosexuality and LGBTQIA plus individuals in the church and community. I humbly submit, Aaron, again, as a Romney, that there may be some growth points in your question regarding what is safe versus what aligns with your belief system. Real talk here. Is there a scenario where someone around you who you feel very safe with doesn't align with your beliefs, i.e. someone in the question mark quadrant? Now, I'm not talking about the hate the sin folk, folks. You're right on that rhetoric. Danger. Keep away. But is it possible that if a person is thoughtfully engaged in an issue and you feel safe around them, that you could learn from each other? Knowing you through Insta-stalking, I bet you've been very open to being challenged and meeting people where they're at. Furthermore, is there a scenario where the heart quadrant people who you love and who love you may also limit you from being stretched? They're still your people, but are they your only people? Back to me. Aaron, given that you don't know my positions on a lot of important topics, but still felt, uh, felt able to email me, I would offer that what I've really projected over our years together is safety. In the time you've been listening to me, I have, 
honestly made the mistake of saying no to officiating the wedding of a very close gay friend. I've read a bunch of theology and personal narratives and have been moved. I've spoken to people I love. I've watched as my entire community of Orlando mourned the violence at the Pulse nightclub. In short, I've changed. And now I'm one of those people, over time, who have ended up hanging out in the heart quadrant with you. I'd gladly marry you, though I'm married to Brianne. (laughs) Dad joke. I affirm all that you are, and I'm glad I get to be your friend. But I haven't always been in that quadrant. For most of our time together, I've been closer to that question mark quadrant. Yet here we are, both safely on the journey together. Aaron, I think the real work to be done by beloved, quote, Christian leaders, authors, speakers, etc., is differentiating agreement versus safety. If you don't know that someone is safe, that's on them. If you don't know every position that they hold, I think there's room for that. People are allowed to be confused, unresolved, and even scared about what they believe to be true. Even our influencers get that privilege. But what they can't negotiate is safety. Aaron, you've had to navigate safe versus unsafe your entire life. I bet knowing whether a person is safe or not is a superpower of yours. Trust that gut feeling and definitively use it when picking your leaders, authors, speakers, etc. Do they have to agree with you on everything? This Romney says no. However, they must agree on the most fundamental of truths and project that truth every time they get a forum. That truth being that you are wonderfully and perfectly made. Well, Aaron, I hope that was helpful. I hope it was. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, But I appreciate getting to think about that, that whole idea of agreement versus safety. Aaron, I wonder if you wanted a more practical answer. Um, hmm. Anyway, that's what I got for you. (laughs) If you would also like a nebulous answer to your question (laughs) that may or may not answer your question, please do uh, email me. You can go to eddiecoffolds.com. It's in the show note. Uh, I'm going to kind of skip the free skate today. It has been quite a week, and some of it will be, uh, it's just uh, too much to get into, uh, and a lot of it's just current life that's evolving and whatever. But, uh, you know, we're okay. Kids are okay. All the big things are okay. But uh, I was like trying to figure out what to talk about. And I just been like, Oh, here's a real world example. So I start recording this podcast. I don't know. I actually re- started recording this 15 minute podcast four hours ago. And I had just gotten through the opening part where I say like this week on the show, da 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 right. And literally at the end of that, you can hear me go, uh, okay, okay. Or something like that. That was when, uh, one of my daughters opened up the door and was holding the cat and was covered in blood. And that is because the cat had cut her ear on something and was bleeding everywhere. And so we just came back from the cat emergency room. It's all kinds of money we spent. And she's got, she's in a cone. I mean, it's the saddest thing in the world. And like that was today. It has just been that kind of week. So uh, no free skate. I'm just going to whine for a second, which I've successfully done. And I wanted to tell you about something uh, that I do need your help with. And that is, I am going to post the link to a uh, to a survey. Um, I'm asking podcast folks, if you listen to this podcast, to fill out this survey. This survey is selfishly and really only for me and the That Sounds Fun team. It is to help me understand better how I can serve you in this process. Um, transparently, right? Part of this is we try to find advertisers, people that would want to sponsor the show to help make this a, a financially solvent 
uh, commodity <laughs> podcast, I think was the word I was looking for. It helps us better dial in advertisers. It helps us better dial in what shows that you all are also listening to that uh, maybe we could do some sort of cross-promotional things with. And just generally, like, what what content resonates with you? What doesn't? Just basically, podcasting is a weird medium because I sit here alone in a room, I hit record, and then I upload it to a cloud. It's not like sitting and having a conversation. As hard as I try to make it two-way, it's not. And so this is a huge opportunity for me to understand you a little bit better. Uh, I wish I had a book or something I could give away. I don't have anything cool to give away. Um, but I can give you my unending thanks uh, and ask you please to go to the link. It's right here in the show notes and fill out the survey. I think all in, I mean, it could take you at most five minutes. I think it will take you significantly less and it will be super helpful to me. So I will only bug you about this a few times. I'll put it on social media, but thanks for filling this out. Um, it is of absolutely no benefit to you and a massive benefit to me. <laughs> so I'm not even going to try to tap dance for you. So that's it. That's it for this week's show. I need to go, uh, well, to be honest, I need to go outside and just work in the sun a little bit and be quiet. So uh, I'm going to say goodbye to you. Closing music. Here we go. Thank you, uh, as always, of course, to Uncle Jimmy for editing the newsletter. Thank you for being here and thank you for sending in your questions. Aaron, a special thanks to you um, that you would so generously share uh, part of your journey with us and allow me to write you back via this public forum it means a lot. So Aaron, thank you, 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 thank you. Uh, for everyone else, I hope you have a really nice week. I hope that your pets are safe. Waffles is going to be fine. She looks very cute and she's all kinds of sedated. So don't worry. Waffles is fine. Eve is fine. Lucy's fine. We're all fine. We're going to make it. Doing the best we can. <laughs>